Somebody give the Lord your best praise offering right now. Well, today is random Sean Hopkins hug day. So I told the team, let's just randomly show love on Sean. They decided to do that right before I preach. Oh, the new season staff, I tell you, it's, 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 it's a blessed staff indeed. Wow, this, it just has been, the, the first two services have just been and the expectation is for this one to just go to a so all I want you to do because we begin we are so in love with Jesus so if if you know not that you think hope feel or aspire if you know that the name of Jesus is above every other name I want you to find the best expression of praise you can possibly find Somebody lift up Jesus. Somebody lift up the Messiah. The way, the truth, and the life, the resurrection and the life. Son of man, son of God. Woo. Okay, before you're seated, if you'll get seated, you'll sit down for a few minutes. Before you're seated, please tell your neighbor, you must have prayed this week. Tell your other neighbor, I know you prayed this week. Because you're seated next to me. God has blessed you indeed. You may be seated. Since the beginning of October, we've been covering the series Birthing Miracles. We've talked about biblical narratives where a supernatural birth took place. It served as a prophetic rubric, an instruction manual on you and I seeing the birth of our miracles. Last week, we talked about Hannah. The week before that, we, before the concert, we were talking about Abram and Abraham and Sarah and the birth of Isaac. Today, there's another story regarding the prophet Elisha. I want to read it, then we're going to just show you what this means here. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. One day, by the way, the title of the sermon is Make Room, Something Amazing is Coming Your Way. Three people believe that. Um, So we're a Bible-based church, so I'm going to just give you one little, little bit why we do what we do here. Okay, real quick. If you're like visiting first time, third time, fifth time, why do we like say amen? Why do we respond? Because some other churches don't, and God bless them. There's still churches, still brothers and sisters in Christ. We're still going to be in the same heaven. But we apply the entire book. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. So that God's promises are yes in Christ Jesus with your amen. Oh, you missed it. The reason we say amen, the Bible says there are promises. In Jesus, these promises will come to pass with your amen. So whenever you hear something that resonates in your spirit, mm, if I were you, I would amen it. Because according to the Bible, your amen alongside the yes of Jesus will make that promise a reality. That's why we respond. It's not a matter of some, it's audience interaction. It's just a matter of the word of God. Second Kings chapter four, verse eight. Here we go. One day, Elisha went to Shunem. Where is Shunem? Next to your Belinda. Where a wealthy woman lived who urged him to eat some food. Watch this. 
Whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold now, I know that this is a holy man of God who is passing our way. He's constantly passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. One day he came there and he turned into the chamber and rested there. He said to his servant, call the Shunammite. When he called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, you've taken all this trouble for us. What can I do for you? Would you have me speak a word on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. I want to break this down for you in basic English vernacular 101, 2022. The man of God, the most famous prophet now since his predecessor, Elijah, was taken up. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11. This is, the most, this is the most spiritual anointed leader in Israel right now. The prophet Elijah. He, he is a prophet. He has a team of prophets that he teaches. But he's the most influential prophet. The, the, the top spiritual leader in Israel. So he's passing by Shunem. And every time he passes by, this super rich woman invites him in. Come on, eat here, eat here. So he was eating there constantly every time he would pass by. It got to the point that the woman says, you know what? Why not make a room for him? Make a room. So she speaks to her husband. Go to the rooftop. Another version reads the upper room because it's the highest room. And make a room for him. Now, he, now the man has a room to rest. And he speaks to the servant and says, you've done this for me. What can I do for you? Can I speak to the king on your behalf? Do you need anything? Can I speak to the commander of the army? She basically says, I'm good. That's what she's saying. She's rich. So she's saying, I'm going to be honest. I'm good. I don't need a favor from the king. And I don't need anything from the commander of the army. So good. Now watch this. All right. Then what can I do for you? The servant says. The servant comes over to Elisha and says, she doesn't have a son. Verse 14, she has no son and her husband is old. Do I need to explain this? Can we just come in agreement? Y'all know what this means? If, if we come in agreement, I don't have to explain it. Raise your hand. If you need me to explain it, her husband is old. Mm, praise be the Lord. Hmm. Oh, glory to God. So he said, call her. When he called her, she stood in the doorway. She stood. She didn't go in. I'm going to preach more about that next week, the doorway. And oh, just, can I just touch one little point on that? She didn't go in. Can anybody know why she didn't go in? Because there are boundaries. There are, even though she paid for the room and made the room, the moment the prophet occupied it, there are boundaries. Not everyone should have asked direct access to everything in your life. You need to create boundaries in your life in order to protect the integrity in your life. Are you with me right now? When, when people cross the boundaries, you have a biblical and a moral obligation to kick them out of that space. Can I, am I speaking to anyone here? Because there are spaces in your life that you must protect with your life. Anybody here with me right now? So we need to have boundaries to have healthy relationships. And then he said, this is the verse. Watch this. He looks at her and says, all right. She stood in there. 
You need, you need a son. You don't have a son. You don't have a son, huh? You don't have children. You don't have a son. Well, watch this. And here's the verse. At this season, about this time next year, another version reads, this time next year, you will embrace a son. She said, no. Oh, man of God, don't you dare lie to your servant. Don't give me hope. Don't give me false hope. Verse 17. But the woman conceived. She conceived from a husband. I'm going to preach this. But I, next week, it's the, but I don't even so tempted. Because the miracle was not just with her. Y'all missed it. The miracle was not just in her body. The miracle took place. Oh, somebody needs to get ready. Because the miracle that's coming your way is not just going to change your life. It's going to change the people around you in such a way. Are you with me right now? Even though God didn't speak to them about the miracle, the fact that you received the miracle will make certain that their lives will be impacted with a miracle. By this time next year, by, by this time next year, he looks at her and says, by this time next year, you're going to have your son. I need you only if you believe it. If you don't believe that God has the power to do it, then don't do it. But I don't know about you, but how many believe that by this time next year, you... How many believe that by this, by November of 2023, the stuff you've been hoping for and praying for and fighting for and dreaming of, is there anybody here in this auditorium right now that believes that the same God that did it for her will do it for you? How many believe that by this time next year, you will literally have in your hands what you've been praying for, what you've been hoping for, what you've been fighting for, what you've been through hell for? If you believe that by this time next year, you won't be recognizable. If you believe that by this time next year, it's going to be something different. If you believe it, give God the kind of praise that lets him know. Matter of fact, if you believe it for you and your family, lift up one hand. If you believe it for you and your family, lift up both hands. If you believe by this time next year, you will see with your eyes the fulfillment of what you've been praying for. Give him the best shout you've given him this entire day. If you really believe it, tell your neighbor, get ready. By this time next year, by this time next year, you will have in your hands what you have been praying for. So if you've been praying for your entire family to be saved, can you believe that by this time next year, you will see your entire family saved? If you've been praying for that illness to go away, can you believe that by this time next year, that illness will no longer be in your body? By this time next year. Somebody say by this time next year. Number one, your miracle will be born the moment you make room for what's holy, prophetic, and carries a double portion anointing. I'll repeat that for the hearing impaired. Your miracle will be born the moment you make room for what's holy, prophetic, and carries a double portion anointing. Okay, what does she do? How does she invite him? How does she attract him? She did what? She what? She made room. She literally made room. She wanted a son above all. This entire delivery process began the moment she made room. She made room. 
She made room. Somebody say, she made room. Oh, she made room for Elisha. Who was Elisha? What did Elisha embody? What did Elisha represent? The prophet Elisha was the heir to the prophet Elijah's mantle. 1 Kings 19, 19, 2 Kings 2, 11. He was a holy man of God. He was the leading prophetic voice for his generation. He was the inheritor of a double portion anointing. In other words, she made room not just for a man. She made room for holiness, for the prophetic, and for a double portion of the anointing. This is God's word for you today. If you want to see your miracle, if you want to see the birth of what you have been praying for, fighting for, hoping for, believing for, you must make room. In your heart, you must make room. In your head, you must make room. In your hand, in your actions, interactions and reactions, in your thoughts and in your feelings and in your words, you must make room. Tell your neighbor, make room. Make room. What does that mean, by the way, Pastor Sam? In your words, you got to stop cursing the stuff that God's going to bless in your life. You want God to change your parents or, or, your, or your loved ones or the people around you, but you keep on, t- your family, but you keep on saying, my family is, de-. stop saying your family is demonically possessed. Stop saying my family's going to hell. My marriage is terrible. No, you're affirming what the devil is doing. Instead of affirming what the devil is doing, declare what the Lord has already done. In other words, speaking to your loved ones that look like hell and walk like hell and say, you are the righteousness of God. You are the child of God. My family is blessed. My marriage is blessed. My body is blessed. My mind is blessed. My children and my children's children, they're not drug addicts. They're not gangbangers. They're not lost. My children are the inheritors of all of God's promises. You got to make room. Somebody say, make room. What did she make room for? She made room for a man who embodied holiness, the prophetic, in a double portion. Make room for what is holy. Make room for what is right. What is in perfect alignment of the will and the word of God. 1 Peter 1.16. Be holy for I am holy, says the Lord. Make room for the prophetic. Pastor Sam, what is the prophetic? The truth regarding your future. The future of your family the future of your generation. First, what does God say about the future about you and your family when you are in Jesus? I'm going to give it to you. Here it is. A prophetic verse that can't be denied. First Corinthians 2.9. Your eye has yet to see. Your ear has yet to hear. Your mind has yet to imagine the wonderful things that God has in store for you because you love God. Somebody shout, make room. Make room for the double portion anointing. What is that? The Holy Spirit operating in you, with you, for you, and through you like never before. 1 John 2, 27. For you have received the anointing, the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. Somebody shout, make room. So what does that mean? You gotta make room here. If your thoughts are filled with, if your mind is filled with negative thoughts, if all you're thinking is negativity and condemnation and shame, and constructs and these different thought patterns out of alignment of the word of God. If you're not renewing your mind daily, you're never going to see your miracle born because your miracle will be born the moment you make room. Ah, boy. In other words, don't ask God for something you have yet to make room for. I'm speaking to all the spiritual hoarders out there. I'm speaking to everyone that currently has no room. 
I'm going to ask a question, not to throw anyone under the bus. In your home, if you're living with your parents or you're living in your own home, and some people are now living with their parents when they're 50, 60, 70 years old, and that's fine. I'm not judging here. We're in California. We can't judge by law. So, 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 so here it is real quick here. Is there, be honest, is, how many here have stuff in their house you haven't even opened up or touched in years? How many have boxes of things you haven't even opened up literally in years? How many have a drawer? Does anyone have that messy drawer? No. Doesn't everyone have one? Not in my house. I rebuked that devil years ago. <laughs> Pastor Ava used to have a messy drawer here, a messy drawer here, a messy drawer there. No, no, it was a lot because you were just so blessed. No, it's not, but, but then the Lord came in. So you have, people have stuff they've never opened up. And then people say, what? Why, why do you have stuff that you've never, that you don't use anymore? Why do people not throw it away? Anybody know? See, you, you haven't used it in years. So what, what do people say? Oh, because when, when I got it years ago, it cost me something. It cost you something years ago, but it no longer has any function. No function whatsoever. It doesn't even have like a sentimental value. So no memory connected to it. And yet you're hoarding, you're hoarding, you're hoarding. I'm here to, I'm going to speak to all the spiritual hoarders. I'm going to speak to everyone that currently has no room for future miracles because your mind is filled with past mistakes. I'm speaking to all the spiritual hoarders who find themselves for no room for God's next because you're now is filled with shame, fast offenses, condemnation, unbelief, confusion, unforgiveness, disappointment, discouragement, despair. I'm speaking to all the spiritual hoarders who have no room for the greater glory that is coming because your inside is traumatized and your outside is toxic. Your inside is full of trauma and your outside is full of toxic relationships. If that's you, all the spiritual hoarders here and streaming online, let not your heart be troubled. You're in the right place at the right time. So I invited three experts today. They accept it. They're in this auditorium. Look around. See if you can find them. They're in this auditorium right now. I invited three experts. All they do is remove the clutter. They know how to remove the things in your life, occupying your space that have no purpose in your future. They know how to repute. They, they are experts in removing the junk and replacing it with joy. They know how to remove the pain and replace it with praise. They know how to get rid of the trauma and replace it with a testimony. They know how to heal your wounds and replace it with worship. They know how to get rid of despair and replace it with destiny. Three experts are in this place and they signed the contract because I asked them, can you remove everything that needs to be removed? One of them signed the contract and he did it with blood. The, the, feel the Lord. They know how to remove the emotional clutter, the mental clutter, the relational clutter. I feel the Lord. Feel free to Google them. Feel free to Yelp them. Go to Angie's list. They've never failed. There are people in this auditorium who called upon them. And is there anyone who has ever called upon the Father, the Son, 
and the Holy Spirit to show up and remove. If you're a witness, lift up your hands. If you serve the God who knows how to remove, how to, take, how to make room for the upcoming glory, lift up one hand. If you serve the God who is an expert in removing the past and removing the shame and removing the pain. If you serve the God who did it when you couldn't do it. If you serve the God who did it when no one else around you believed it could be done. When everyone else gave up on you, when you gave up on yourself. When you tried, you went to every single therapist, counselor, you spoke to yourself, you read every book, you followed every instruction, and then God showed up and said, does anybody here have a testimony? Can anybody here bear witness that when God removes it, he will replace it with something better? Somebody prays like that's you. Is. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you're ready, if you know what I'm talking about, if you're willing to make room for everything that is holy in your life, raise one hand. That's crazy what you're doing right now. You're actually telling God, if you're willing to make room for, the, for what's holy and what's righteous and what's right, that means you're giving God permission to remove whatever's not holy. Oh, I don't know if you're getting this. This is God cleaning house. I sense the Lord cleaning house. Some of you in the past three years, you've been through a season. You can't explain what's been happening. And God says, I got you. It wasn't the devil destroying you. It was me getting you ready for the glory that is coming your way. Is anybody getting this message right about now? God has been working on you. God has been working in you. God has been working with you. God has been working for you. God has been working through you. Let's do it right now. Let's just land this. If you actually give God permission to clean your house, raise one hand. You're asking him to clean your thoughts? If that's you, lift up both hands. You're telling God, God, I try to get rid of stuff and it didn't work. I'm going to need you to show up. Make room. God says, if you make room, I will show you my glory. The miracle begins. The miracle will be born the moment you make room in your head, in your heart. Your old emotions can't, your old emotions can't control you anymore. That anger will no longer rule over you. That temperament will no longer rule over you. Oh, if this is you, just lift them up. Go ahead. If you're willing to make room for a future where your children and your children's children and your children's children's children will occupy all the promises of God. If I were you, I'd be lifting up those hands really high. And if you're willing to accommodate the kind of anointing that destroys the yoke, shifts the atmosphere, exalts Jesus and sets the captive free. If you're willing to give God permission to remove and replace, if I were you, I'd lift them up really high because we're about to make a prayer. If you give God permission to remove what he needs to remove and replace it with something infinitely times better. And this may be uncomfortable, guys, because some of the boxes we have in our lives, we've had for years. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says, you don't need that box anymore. I'm going to do something new in you. 
I'm going to do something new in you. I'm going to just make room. Oh, but I try. God says, I got you. I got you. I sense the Lord right now. There are things in your family, there are boxes in your family that one generation transferred to another. And the moving truck, the moving truck literally just shifted from one generation to another. Boxes filled with things that are no longer applicable to God's purpose in your life. And all of a sudden God says, I got this. If this message is for you and you're ready to make this prayer, Lift up both hands and repeat after me. I sense the Lord. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father. No, no, this is about to change everything. Everything. Everything shifts right here, right now. Say, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. By the power of the Holy Spirit. I give you 100% permission. To remove what you need to remove. And build what you need to build in order to make me ready for the miracle of your glory coming my way. Oh man, you just, you just literally, somebody should be celebrating right about now. You just kicked the devil out of your future. You just kicked darkness out of your path. Do you understand what you just did? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit just showed up removing everything that needs to be removed. And by the way, you, God's not just making room for you, but for your children and your children's children. If this word is for you, lift one hand. Ah, it's, don't ask God for something you haven't made room for. Here, here, here. Don't ask God. In the Bible, there's an, there's let me conclude with this. In the Bible, there is one powerful meta-narrative where the same wording, the same idea shows up. Isaiah chapter 54. God is telling the people of Israel about the future of Jerusalem. He tells them, y'all need to make room. Make room for what's coming. You got to make room. If you don't make room for it, it will never show up. You got to make room. Let me read it for you just to make it. Isaiah 54, make it legal. Here it is. He looks at Jerusalem. God's children are in captivity. Jerusalem is destroyed. Everything around Jerusalem, the other countries, the other cities, the other nations are blessed. So God uses this as a metaphor. He says this, sing, oh childless woman, you who have never given birth. He speaks to Jerusalem as if she were a woman and says, mm, you, you don't have kids. Everyone around you is pregnant and you're birthing kids, but you have, right now you're producing nothing. You're barren. So God says, I'm going to tell you what to do. He says, sing, oh childless woman, you who have never given birth. He, then he says, break into a loud and joyful song because you are about to give birth to more than everyone around you. So don't you dare come in here and ask me, why do you all shout the way you shout? Why do you sing the way you sing? Why do you raise your voice the way you raise your voice? Why do we do it? Because we are about to see the glory of Jesus like we have never seen before. 
Somebody shout like you're about to see your miracle more. Somebody sing like you're about to see your miracle more. We're done. I'm done. Lift up your hands. We are done. Please ask your neighbor, don't ask me why I sing. Tell your neighbor, don't ask me why I sing. Don't ask me why I shout. Don't ask me why I get excited. The Bible says, the Bible says that when I sing, that when I shout, that when I praise, when I lift up my hands, it's not a cultural thing. It's not a religious thing. I am literally declaring my miracle is coming my way. If you believe that for you and your family, in your home, in your marriage, in your ministry, in your generation, if you believe that, stand with me. I love that. Sing. Sing. Even if you don't see it right now, even if you don't see it right now, sing. Every time you praise, you make room. Every time you worship, you make room. Every time you pray, you make room. Every time, every time, every time you walk by faith and not by sight, you make room. Every time you forgive those that offended you, you make room. Every time, every time you do justice, love, mercy, and walk humbly, you make room. Every time you quench the thirst, feed the hungry, and welcome the stranger, you make room. Every time you declare the year of the Lord's favor, you make room. Every time you lift up the name of Jesus, you make room. Psalm 22, verse 3, God inhabits the... The what? What? Let me read it again. God inhabits the complaints of his people. God inhabits the whining of his people. God inhabits the religious silence of his people. God inhabits the complacency of his people. God inhabits the... Somebody should just give God one more praise right now to see him show up. When your atmosphere gets pregnant with the presence of God, your life will be filled with the promises of God. Sing like you have it. Praise like you have it. Oh, then, right there, one more time. This is it. Your miracle will be born. You have to make room for what is holy, prophetic, and anointed. Make room with your worship and your praise. And I don't mean just the stuff we do here your testimony, your life, what you do on your smartphone, your searches, your conversation. Notice how everybody just quiet. quiet. Before you were like, ah, and now you're just smart. I'm going to teach you a church trick. When that kind of stuff happens, pray so the people around you don't think that you're, you know, so, yes. Like, be careful what you're doing on Google. Hallelujah. I'm not, this is what he says. He says, you sing. He says, if you do, you, you sing like you got it all. Praise like you got it all. Because you're going to have more than those around you. And then, then he says this, enlarge your house, build an addition, spread, spread out your home. Spare no expense. This is what he's saying. Make room for what I'm sending you. Make room. Make room 
and don't worry about the cost. Why do you act like you have to pay for it? Why are you still walking around like, like you have to pay a price for your breakthrough? We're combining the Old Testament and the New Testament. And then you, you're saved, but you still act like you're under the law. You're, you're, you're walking around like, I'm going to have to pay. Have you heard people going like, I'm going to have to pay a big price in order to get from here to there? And Jesus said, stop for a second. He says, you don't have to pay for, don't worry about the cost. Jesus paid for everything. All you need to do is fill your life with holiness. Fill your life with the prophetic, his promises about your future. And fill your life with the Holy Spirit. And he'll take care of the rest. God says, just repeat after me. God says, don't worry about the cost. Tell your neighbor, don't worry about the cost. Because Jesus already paid the price. Galatians 3.14, Christ paid the price so that the blessing promised to Abraham would come to all the people of the world through Jesus Christ and he who received the promised spirit through faith. Colossians 1.13, he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave all of our sins. This is the Lord writing now. He says, make room. This is what he says. Please read it. Isaiah 54. Make sure I'm not making it up. He says, make room. Make room by singing, by shouting, by praising. Because you're going to have so many. And then he says, soon you will be bursting at the seams. Y'all missed it. No, you missed it. No, no. It's not my wording. God says, soon you will be bursting at the seams. This is for at least somebody here. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell him, you see this? My cup is about to run over. Tell your neighbor, my cup is about to run over. Oh, I feel the Lord right about there. My cup is about to run over. You need to get ready. I dare you to open up your mouth and declare, my cup is about to run over. The overflow will be so great that even your enemies will be blessed with the blessings coming out of your life. Can somebody make a crazy prayer? Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I'm about to burst at the seams. My cup is about to run over. That's Psalm 23, verse 5. God's about to do exceedingly abundantly above all anything and everything you could ever imagine or ask for. That's Ephesians 3.20. What does that mean? Watch this. Are you ready for this? Even my haters. Even my haters will come to Jesus because of the overflow in my life. Somebody should praise like you got that. Even the people that came up against you, even the people that judged you, even the people that criticized you will come to Jesus because of the overflow in your life. How many really believe that you're about to burst at the seams. Not, not like I think, I hope, oh, this is. How many believe that you're about to? How many know that everything the devil sent his, your way to mess you up, to distract you, is because you're about to burst at the seams. 
every attack you've been through in the past three years is directly proportional to what God's about to do next in your life. You're about to burst. You're, my cup runneth over. You are about overflow. Somebody say overflow. You have nothing, he says. You have nothing. If you make room through your worship, you're going to have more than everything around you. You're going to burst at the scene. But you have to make room. Done. Are there any questions? What is this? It's not an empty room. She made a room, but then she what? She furnished it. So I could stop preaching now and walk away and say, make room. God says make room. But God says, after you make room, put something in it. What? First of all, what? Yeah, God says, get rid of the old, make room, but put something in it. What do you want me to put in it? Fill your room with faith. Fill your room with truth. That's God's word. Fill your room with love. Fill your room with forgiveness. Fill your room with mercy. Fill your room with hope with righteousness, peace, and joy. And that's the kingdom of heaven. If you receive this word, all of it, if you believe that by this time next year, people will not recognize you because you're going to be carrying in your hands what you've been hoping for, praying for, fighting for. If you, if you gave God permission today to make room, to make room in your life for everything that is holy, you're just holy, prophetic, and carries the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, if you believe that, raise both hands. Father, see you this message right now. Every single person in this auditorium, those streaming around the world, this is the word of the Lord. Make room. Something amazing is coming your way. Make room. Because by this time next year, you will have in your hands, you will have in your life, what you've been praying for, what you've been hoping for, what you've been fighting for, what you've been through hell for, what you brought down heaven for. And it will exceed your wildest expectations. In Jesus' name. If you got that word, now give him the final shout of praise and the final clap. Look at your neighbor, high five and tell him, make room. Your other neighbor, tell him, make room. If you really got this word, it was for you. Raise your hands. It's all about the fullness of Christ. Listen carefully. Your life is about to burst at the seams. Jesus gets the glory. People come to Jesus. People are saved, delivered, and healed through your testimony. That's what we're talking about. So it's not about a blessing for the sake of the blessing. It's about Christ getting the glory. You becoming a primary conduit for evangelism, for discipleship and transformation. All right, you got this word. Right there, don't, don't move anywhere. We have so, it's real important time here. Don't move. Woo, close your eyes for a second. This is not part of the narrative and I did not share it in the first two services. The, the Hebrew phrase, phrase for bursting at the seams 
means it will be so great that it will break it will break the container it will break it here's a word for someone you've lived you've led a life where other things have broken you that comes to an end right now from now on the only thing that will break you will be the overflow of the glory of Jesus coming out of your life if you receive that say amen no more broken dreams, broken relationships, broken, no. You're going from trauma to testimony right now in the name of Jesus. Receive that word. Lift up, don't move because I have something I'm going to give away right now. Lift up what belongs to God. Up. Look up here. Next week, bring your, your phones. You always have your phones. Bring your iPhones and those that are still Old Testament, bring your Androids. No, I'm kidding. You know you're born again. You're going to heaven. <laughs> By grace. Anyway, so, Armando, give me your phone. Pastor Armando, give me your phone. Thank you. So, you're, you're going you're gonna, to... Oh, wow. Holiness, son. Holiness. Yeah, yeah, the picture. No, just kidding. It's actually, it says focus on success. This is it. I hope pastor gives me a pay raise. What is this? Prophetic? Making room. Making room. So, I'm not kidding. No, this is not made up. It's going to sound funny. Next Sunday, I need you to bring your phones. We're all going to do this. You don't have to do it, of course. I would love you to. We're going to take our phones, and we're going to do a 30 to 59 second video. All of us. I'm going to do it even here. I'm going to go, hey, you, in the name of Jesus, listen carefully by this time next year. And I'm gonna speak prophetically into myself because by this time in 2023, oh, I'm gonna be carrying the promises of God fulfilled in the name of Jesus. So you're gonna bring your, your phone next week. We're gonna each do a video. We're gonna declare prophetically what we wanna see by this time next year. Are you telling me the God that did it for the shoot of my woman can't do it for you? How many believe that 12 months from now, you will be at a level of glory in the presence of Jesus there before? How about, how many believe spiritually, physically, relationally, financially, you will be at a level of glory like you've never been before? Lift up your hands. So be here next week and we're gonna do that recording. Now lift up your tithes and offerings right now that belong to God. Everything that belongs to God, lift it up right now. Everything that belongs to God. The spirit of generosity, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Don't you ever believe that God doesn't talk about giving, that Jesus never did. He talked about giving. It's Google it. One of the top subjects he covers is giving. Why would Jesus focus so much time on giving? There is power when we give. When we give, we actually make room for the next. It advances the kingdom of heaven. Give, and it shall be given back to you. Well, nine o'clock, like, had it verbatim. I don't know what's going on here. Talk. Nine o'clock, like, shout it, broke my ear. Give, and it shall be given back to you. Press down, shaking together, and running over. It's the promises of God. Second Corinthians 9, 8, he will generously provide. If you are generous with your giving, he will generously provide everything you need, enough where you will have leftovers to share with others. That's powerful. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to give right now what belongs to God, and I'm going to give you a gift. I have books. These are not books that we got free. I paid for them. 
We pay, I paid for these books for the purpose of giving them out. Listen carefully. If you have been faithfully giving over the past few months, if you are a faithful giver, I want you to come up one per family and pick up one of these books. These are books that are resonating. Win the war for your mind in the age of distraction. Right voices, right choices. This is a book that I saw from a young man that is part of our, our network where I go to. Amazing. It resonated with my spirit, so I purchased a bunch of copies. I said, I want them for my church. Revival makers, stop chasing a move of God and be the move of God. So these two books are here. If you've been giving faithfully, you're going to come up and you're going to say, I'm making room today. That's all you're saying. Pick up one of these copies, one per family, and then don't go anywhere because I'm going to bless you with even something even greater. So if you're giving, lift up your tithing and your offering. If you don't have it, take it from your neighbor and see if they make room for you. There are people in this auditorium when Rod Parsley was here that made it, and you're so beautiful, you made a commitment for a thousand dollar seed, fulfill that commitment, honor that commitment that you made in the presence of God. And there are those that made a commitment for a hundred and eighty dollar seed, the, the turnaround, going the other way, shifting your posture, and make sure you fulfill that commitment likewise. Heavenly Father, today we're making room. We're making room for the glory. Second Corinthians 3:18. You take us from glory to glory. You want to do greater things in us, with us, for us, and through us. All for Jesus to be exalted and people to be saved and delivered and healed through our testimonies. Lord, my life emerges as the gospel message. Full of Jesus, today I give to you without any hesitation. I give you, dear God, what belongs to you with a spirit of expectancy indeed. Multiply it exponentially. Do it right now. Lord, I'm making room with my giving and I'm making room with my living. In Jesus' name, come up right now. If you've been giving faithfully, it's all, it's all word of honor here, system. So come on up, pick up a copy of one of these books. One per family. One per family. Come on up. And put your, hit your phone on the stage and say, I'm making room. And pick up one of the books. Go ahead. You are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. Sing it like you know it.
come up, let me have your undivided attention, please. So critical, so critical, so critical, so critical. I'm gonna wrap up right here, right now. One more time. Make room for the holy, make room for what's holy, prophetic, and it's anointed. Make room with your worship and praise and make room by furnishing your life with faith. Look up here for a second. We wrote this book called Power for Your Day. It's my first devotional. Pastor Nathan referenced it. 45 days of finding more purpose and peace in your life. I'm gonna be honest, I've written 10 books uh, and this is my first devotional. I was blessed to hear that this book, we did very little to zero promotion on this. In other books we have spent money marketing and so forth. This one, we did nothing. I posted on my social media accounts. When I would go out to speak, I would say, go to Amazon and purchase it. My publisher, we are happy to announce this book became a number one bestseller for the glory of Jesus. <laughs> Bursting at the seams. I'm trying to tell you, it's not just Pastor Sam. This is, this is our church. If it happens here, it has to happen here. It has to happen here. That's the way the anointing flows. So it has to happen here. So if God is blessing me, he's blessing you. Occupy it. Make room for it. So here's what I want you to do. Here's the QR code. For everyone, who, if, if you already have purchased this book, Power for Your Day, raise your hand. Let me see you. All right. If you have already purchased, you're going to go. I'm going to be back there signing books today. If you already purchased one, I'm going to give you one free. So the one you already have or the one coming in through Amazon, and I'm going to give you another one for Christmas. I'm going to sign this one. I'll be back there signing. If you have yet to purchase, go, go right, open up your phones right now. Scan right there. Purchase your copy right now. You get that through Amazon. You'll get that tomorrow. Maybe by the time you get home, you never know. The anti Amazon is pretty scary. They deliver stuff before you want it. Isn't that scary? So you, so you purchase one right now, I, and you show the team that you purchased it back there. I'm going to give you another one free. This is the Christmas gift. I'm going to sign this one. You keep this one. And the one you get through Amazon, give to someone who needs to make room for what God is sending their way for their next. Amen. Stand with me right now quickly, please. Power for your days. Purchase it now, and I'll be back there signing books. Join hands with your neighbors. We have a, we have a few elders up here. I'm going to tell you what these elders are up here for. Pastor Jeff is here, and we have elders here. And five of them, the other ones quit. Went to another church. Because they said we didn't have enough room. You got to, Thank you. I'm here all week. I'm here all week. Make room. Make room. I'm not kidding. Make room here, 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 and here. Make room for what God is sending your way. You're going to burst at the seams. Unrecognizable. It's going to be amazing. This Friday, Pastor Abe and I, my beautiful bride and I, and I promise you, she doesn't have any messy drawers. I promise. Where is it? <laughs> Pastor Sam is OCD. He has issues. Hey. No, you don't need a messy drawer. No. I'm not going to ask them. You don't need a messy drawer. You don't need a messy aspect in your life. No. 
Okay, we'll talk it out. We'll talk. Anyway, this Friday, this healthy marriage. <laughs> on Friday, we're going to have the most transparent, kid you not. In 12 years as pastors, we've never had this kind of conversation. So we're going to have a straight up relationship marriage matters. You could ask any question you want, no taboos. There are boundaries, but no taboos. And we're going to just be very transparent about healthy marriages, what the Bible says about marriages and relationships. And I'm going to give you a secret, a biblical recipe that's a secret sauce for having successful and healthy marriages. And if you're dating, if you're dating and you plan on getting married, join us. It's an, it's an adult conversation. So you have to be over 18 years old to be in this conversation. So be there. It's going to be, and it's going to be very powerful, very powerful indeed. You're joining hands with your neighbors. These beautiful people here are anointed. They want to pray for you. If you say, Pastor Sam, I got this message. Oh, wow, God spoke to me in my room. I'm going to be honest. What's occupying my space is so big, you're going to need like an entire moving company to come in and move it out, right? That's what the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are for. And these people will come in agreement. The Bible says that they come in agreement. It, it will take place. The Bible says that. So you're going to come up. How about if you say, I have a son who's so rebellious, who's so bound right now. I have a daughter, a man, whatever it may be. If it's for you, someone else, come on up. Today is the day that God goes in there, makes room for the glory of Jesus to shine. Be here on Wednesday. Dr. Garza and yours truly will be here on Wednesday. The encounter night, we do great worship and then we, we speak prophetically all of, out of God's word, but Holy Spirit anointed, very powerful. It's always Holy Spirit anointed, but even the gifts of the Spirit are manifest. So be here on Wednesday. I'll be here. Dr. Garza will be here. It's going to be amazing. And next Sunday, bring your phones because next Sunday, the theme of the message is by this time next year. May the strength of the Father, the grace of the Son, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Make this week what comes out of your mouth will inevitably determine what you see with your eyes. When your atmosphere gets pregnant with the presence of God, your life will be filled with the provision of God. You need to sing like you have it. Praise like you have it. Worship like you have it. Shout like you have it. Rejoice like you have it. Don't wait to get it in order to sing. Sing in order to get it. And, and if you think I'm just talking about the kind of, Pastor Sam, do you mean I have to be shouting and screaming 24 hours? Oh, you know better. You know, it not only means what comes out of your mouth, it's your testimony. It's your life. It's the way you treat others. It's what you do privately. It's your search on your iPhone. Are you with me right now? Everything you do exalts Jesus, praises Jesus. You're standing with me. Don't wait. And then it says this. Enlarge your house. Build an addition. Spread your home and spare no expense. I love this. For soon you will be bursting at the seams. Make room, spread out, and don't worry about the cost. Y'all missed it. God is, I sense such an anointing this morning. God is telling you, have you made room for what you're asking for? Here. Your thoughts, your heart, your emotions, your feelings. How about this? The words coming out of your mouth. 